Letter number one of the Silent Stupid Letters. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Darcy Smitenar. The Silent Stupid Letters by Benjamin Franklin. Letter number one. To the author of the New England Current. Sir, it may not be improper in the first place to inform your readers that I intend once a fortnight to present them by the help of this paper with a short epistle, which I presume will add somewhat to their entertainment. And since it is observed that the generality of people nowadays are unwilling either to command or dispraise what they read until they are in some measure informed who or what the author of it is, whether he be poor or rich, old or young, a scholar or a leather apron man, etc., and give their opinion of the performance, according to the knowledge which they have of the author's circumstances, it may not be amiss to begin with a short account of my past life and present condition, that the reader may not be at a loss to judge whether or not my lucubrations are worth his reading. At the time of my birth, my parents were on shipboard in their way from London to North England. My entrance into this troublesome world was attended with the death of my father, a misfortune which, though I was not then capable of knowing, I shall never be able to forget for as he poor man stood upon the deck rejoicing at my birth a merciless wave entered the ship and in one moment carried him beyond reprieve thus was the first day which i saw the last that was seen by my father and thus was my disconsolate mother at once made both a parent and a widow when we arrived at boston which was not long after i was put to nurse in a country place at a small distance from the town where i went to school and passed my infancy and childhood in vanity and idleness until I was bound out to apprentice that I might no longer be a charge to my indigent mother, who was put to hard shifts for a living. My master was a country minister, a pious, good-natured young man, and a bachelor. He labored with all his might to instill virtuous and godly principles into my tender soul, well knowing that it was the most suitable time to make deep and lasting impressions on the mind, while it was yet untainted with vice, free and unbiased. He endeavored that I might be instructed in all that knowledge and learning which is necessary for our sex, and denied me no accomplishment that could possibly be attained in a country place, such as all sorts of needlework, writing, arithmetic, etc., and observing that I took a more than ordinary delight in reading ingenious books, he gave me the free use of his library, which, though it was but small, yet it was well chose to inform the understanding rightly, and enable the mind to frame great and noble ideas. Before I had lived quite two years with this reverend gentleman, my indulgent mother departed this life, leaving me as it were by myself, having no relation on earth within my knowledge. I will not abuse your patience for the tedious recital of all the frivolous accidents of my life that happened from this time until I arrived to years of discretion, only inform you that I lived a cheerful country life, spending my leisure time either in some innocent diversion with the neighboring females, or in some shady retirement with the best of company, books. Thus I passed away the time with a mixture of profit and pleasure, having no affliction but what was imaginary, and created in my own fancy, as nothing is more common with us women than to be grieving for nothing when we have nothing else to grieve for. As I would not engross too much of your paper at once, I will defer the remainder of my story until my next letter, in the meantime desiring your readers to exercise their patience and bear with my humors now and then, because I shall trouble them but seldom. I am not insensible of the impossibility of pleasing all, but I would not willingly displease any, and for those who will take offence where none is intended, they are beneath the notice of your humble servant, Silence Do Good. The New England Current, April 2nd, 1722. End of letter number one. Recording by Darcy Smitenar.